Hey guys, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart Podcast feed. Had Greg the Prophet Piatelli subbing in for Matty D this week, and he and I go through all of our usual business. We look at this weekend in college football, we make our picks, we go through the major NFL storylines, everything you need to know so that you can be prepared. This weekend is going to be awesome in college football. We got the Red River Rivalry, we got LSU Florida, and we got some awesome NFL games. It was a ton of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. As always, though, Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Search The Bullpen Cart wherever you get your podcasts. Smash that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook, just like the website, ThunderblogSports.com. But enjoy this week's episode, guys. Enjoy this weekend of football. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun B Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man. Matty D is on a family vacation this week. He is down at his grandfather's place in South Carolina. Probably going to be seeing a lot of it on the Thunderblog Instagram, because Matt's just dunking on me. But, our good friend, the Prophet himself, has decided to throw his hat back into the football ring. Mr. Greg Piatelli, welcome back, my friend. How are you? Uh, just trying to... This week, uh, last time I was on, I picked with the... Uh, I got aggressive and I got risky. This week, I'm going conservative, picking the safe, easy bets. Just kidding. I'm on a roll right now. I called the Rays, taking the Astros to five. I had a great, great little baseball thing going, so... Uh, I'm going for it all. I'm doubling down, Jordy. They say go conservative, make your money back. Not this guy. Doubling down, trying to uh, redeem myself. I like it. I'm on Thank you level. for allowing me to, to redeem myself. I know. I'm uh, I'm excited to have you back on. Yeah, you uh, obviously needed to, but we're gonna. You know, we'll. Uh, I'm sure you will. It's nowhere to go but up. But we'll get to that when we get to the picks. Let's um. Let's jump right into it. We'll start with a little college. Greg, we are into. Conference play. We're starting to see a lot of this go down. Last week, um, some, if you want to call them upsets, some uh, some statements were made out there, uh, some fairly big games, including Stanford taking down Washington, Michigan taking out Iowa, and maybe perhaps the most Big Ten game ever. But Greg, what have your thoughts been on the college season so far? Because we haven't gotten a chance to talk to you. Honestly, I love college football so much more than anything else. Um, maybe not anything else, but it's it's Oklahoma is legit, and that's no surprise. I mean, you, you wondered what the you know the the redemption and and third quarterback potential third Heisman in three years, three for three. Clemson looked a little shaky, but I guess they got their shaky game out of the way versus UNC. Alabama hasn't had their shaky game yet. Is this the weekend? Um, everyone talks about Penn State and the Big 12. It's ass as always. The ACC is unreal. The story of the year for me has to be Florida. Has to be 
um, you know, the absolute back up to the backup quarterback who didn't play a single down in high school or didn't start a single game in high school, didn't start a single game in college until this year. And uh, so all through four years of high school and then three years until the senior year of college. And now Florida being undefeated with that huge win they had last weekend. Uh, honestly, it's, it's to me, the story of the, of the season so far. Because everyone else you expected, and there were talks of this and that happening, but Florida has to be the surprise. No, that's a really good call because Florida, obviously, you know, they're undefeated. They took down Auburn last week, and that was a game, you know, I thought I really was not a big fan of Florida before seeing that game. I thought Bo Nix was going to go in there, expose the Florida defense. They really showed their teeth, gator chomped, if you will. And they really put a, a damper on an Auburn offense that at times has been able to really jump off and, and really get after it. And now they play LSU this weekend. Their quarterback, you mentioned Trask, he looks unreal. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the SEC is, is becoming more and more intriguing as each week goes on. Joe Burrow looks, looks legit in LSU. Bama's playing Texas A&M, as you mentioned. Maybe this might be there. We finally see a little bit of a slip up and maybe a close one. Um, but yeah, the, the, the stories that are developing from there, you mentioned it with the big 10 a little bit. You're seeing it in the East of a number of teams that are hanging out. You're seeing a little bit in the West too. Iowa losing to Michigan kind of puts a damper in that a little bit. Cause now Wisconsin's undefeated. Iowa isn't. So it sadly puts the big 10 West in a position, almost like the PAC 12, that Wisconsin's the only team that could have any sort of serious playoff hope from there. But yeah, the, those unexpected teams in Florida being the the primary example of it certainly is something you got to be excited about. If you're just a fan of seeing new teams get in there, which I think a lot of people are, unless you're a diehard of one fan base. I know, and that's a great point. I mean, Nebraska was overhyped from the beginning. I think you you called that from the jump. Uh, Michigan still can't win a big game, and I mean, Penn State's going to get smoked by Ohio State, so say a shot to uh, Maddie and his brothers there on that one. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's it's the SEC is college football, you know, just like the NFL. The NFL, the Patriots are the NFL and, until they get dethroned by the next, you know, it was the Cowboys and the Steelers and, you know, until the, until the next uh, dynasty comes along, which with the Patriots, I guess, will never happen. But the SEC is that sort of <laughs> the cream of the crop, if you will, Jordy, for the college football. Um, and the SEC is is and will continue to be, despite Clemson's best attempts, the SEC as a conference is and will continue to be the the parameter in which everyone else has to get to. Yeah, the gold standard, if you will. Mm. Yeah, I and, mean... Yeah, yes. And it, it's kind of crazy. Matt and I have talked about this a lot the last couple weeks. I mean, Oregon survives a close one against California. The last team really of Pac-12 teams to really, now that Washington's lost to Stanford. Oregon, I don't know where to go from there because I think that's probably the the residual of the Bo Nix last second walk-off against the Ducks in week one. Now Auburn actually still ranked ahead of the Ducks, but the fact that they've lost to a Florida team who if things don't end up working out totally, obviously Auburn's going to play LSU at some point. Florida's playing them this weekend. But if it doesn't totally work out, I mean, I feel like those games 
are going to affect whether or not Oregon even has a shot of making any sort of conversation noise towards the college football playoff. And that, I think, just speaks again to the impact and the pulse that the SEC just has within the the circulate. I'm trying to use medical terms. I'm fucking this up. That's why I'm a math guy. Everything runs through the SEC. You always hear that when the team clinches home field for the NFL playoffs. The road runs through here. The road to, to the College Football National Championship runs through the SEC. And you have to you have to take down the big dogs eventually. And if they're going to start taking down themselves, you're going to pay for it if you didn't do it, which sadly happened to Oregon. Yeah, and, and Oregon... Uh, sorry, Auburn... You watched that Oregon-Auburn game. Oregon dominated the whole thing. And... It was really the lack of points or the key turnover, like costly turnovers in the red zone or what have you, that that really put them, you know, behind the driver's seat and ended up losing them the game. Whereas Auburn, you mentioned it, they just lost to Florida. You know, then they have to play LSU, they have to play Georgia, they have to play Alabama. That's three more losses on their schedule, three more legit chances at a loss on their schedule. I shouldn't say guarantee loss, but those three teams look like playoff teams to yep. this point. So let's say a four-loss Oregon team, four losses being to a Florida, Georgia, Stanford, and Alabama, all who – or sorry, uh, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, LSU yeah. and Florida. All four of those teams are – look at – obviously it's week seven, but all four of those teams look like playoff teams now – those teams could be one loss, two loss, like you said, a one loss Oregon team versus, you know, and that one loss was to Auburn, who has four losses end of the season. Is that really going to help Oregon's case? Probably not. Um, I think they have to start running the table in a big way and and hope that someone else in their conference has one loss or two loss. So when they beat them in the conference championship game, it looks that much better. Um, because as we've learned, the committee's all about what have you done for me lately, and that's always been the case with the BCS and is now the case again with the college playoff. Um, but, yeah, I think for Auburn, or for Florida, it's a huge win, and for Oregon, it hurts them even more. And I think the Big Ten, or Big, sorry, Big 12, uh, Ohio State is the real deal, James Neal. And, uh, that's, that's Big Ten. Not Big 12. Big 10. Yeah, Big 12 is <laughs> a joke, but Big 10. Yeah, Ohio State looks I, legit. I, I love field. Yeah, he I love Ohio unreal. State. I know I, uh, nothing, to, nothing, to do with what we're, nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I, we had a transition. Uh, no, their defense looks really good, too. So. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people a lot of people talk about fields. He looks unreal. But the Ohio State defense has been legit all season. Yeah. And that's something that I it, think... It makes you wonder why... It makes you wonder why Urban Meyer left. You know, he knew this team was going to be that good. Granted, yeah, they didn't have they didn't have Fields at the time, but he knew that this defense was going to be that good. And I mean, Justin Fields was saying that he was getting recruited in January once he entered the transfer portal. So maybe, maybe Urban Meyer would have known that Ohio State would be this good. But you know, it really makes you wonder what went down there. Was it? Really, was he really going to be like, hey, go out, of, go out of, out of sight, out of mind? People will forget that shit happened, or was it, uh, you know, you, it makes you wonder. No, I totally agree with you. It's it's one of those things of 
Well, obviously, we're talking about the whole scandal from last year of of what happens with that. But I mean, just thinking on, on the team itself is that, and kind of on a Big Ten commentary in general, because Michigan State was one of those teams in the Big Ten that's made it to the to the college football playoff. Obviously, Ohio State won the first one. Then Michigan State goes in, gets absolutely obliterated by Bama. Ohio State goes in when they're the non-Big Ten champion, gets obliterated by Clemson, and they've missed the last two, the Big Ten has. And I think a lot of that is, that's been the lasting memory of the Big Ten Conference's play in the college football playoff. And maybe after two years and a team that looks this legit, maybe this is finally the Big Ten team that maybe they don't make a finals appearance again because Alabama and Clemson look so good right now. But maybe this is the team that gives us that Rose Bowl Clemson, Oklahoma type of game that we had two years ago and not a Notre Dame putting up a dud like last year against Bama or I'm trying to, or I think Oklahoma or yeah. And Oklahoma didn't really put up much of a fight against Clemson either in this past year. So, I mean, hopefully we're seeing that. And I I think that's a positive sign because some of the teams they have played Michigan state's offenses look good. They've been really shaky at times, but you know, hopefully as they play Penn State, who also looks like they have a legit defense, and their offense actually looked pretty solid. Granted, they've played some pretty subpar talent, but they smoked Clemson, or they smoked uh, Maryland, who looked like they were going to be legit a couple weeks ago. And, and, you know, if Michigan can figure it out and, and make that game good, maybe that impresses the committee a little bit. So right now it's Ohio State's to lose. Wisconsin's obviously right there too, but the best case for Wisconsin is that they don't fuck this up. And end up undefeated against Ohio State, so that both teams have a uh, a good shot there. I don't disagree, and and the only thing that I mean, Clemson. Let's be honest, has not looked like the Clemson of years past, right? Sure. And, and it's tough because they probably will go undefeated, and unless unless South Carolina can like make because that's the only SEC team that Clemson will play. Unless South Carolina can can have some sort of decent record by the time they play them, I, I, I don't know. If Clemson trips up somewhere along the line, I don't think a one-loss Clemson team makes it, depending upon how the SEC shakes out. Um, and if Oklahoma stays undefeated and if Ohio State stays undefeated, I'm not sure that Clemson, a one-loss Clemson makes it in. What if they lose to, in the regular season? I mean, if Clemson if Clemson has any loss from here to the rest of the year to any team, that's it still not wins in the, the SEC. You know, any, yeah. So this is a twelve and one Clemson that you're saying. Yeah. So I'm looking at their schedule I don't know, now. I don't know if they. I don't know if they make it, Jordy. Because think about it. You're talking about let's say let's say either Alabama, Georgia. Let's say just random teams. But let's say there's two SEC teams. One's undefeated. One's at one loss. Right. Well, the undefeated teams obviously getting in. Then you're talking about Ohio State undefeated, Oklahoma undefeated. Do you put in the one-loss SEC team, or do you put in the one-loss Clemson? That's a really good point. I mean, you in in that scenario, you need to have what happened two years ago, where um, you know Georgia wins. It was Georgia, Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl. That's what it was. Apologies there. Um, but you have Georgia win the SEC, Alabama misses the the SEC championship because they lost to Auburn. You need something like that to happen, I think. You want, I think what the committee, and obviously we haven't seen this yet, but say 
Bama and Georgia meet undefeated in the SEC championship and one loses, maybe that's a way that it happens where a non-SEC participant still gets in. But I feel like they really want to make an emphasis of championship games and why the Big 12 had to do it and add it for themselves. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just my my ideology and I'm projecting that on there. But I don't know. I, that's a really to answer your question though. If they were to lose, depends on a who they lose to. If they lose to South Carolina, I don't know if that's as harmed because of there's now an SEC connection into there. Maybe it is. Maybe they do hold it that high because South Carolina's been tough. But it's an away game and it's a rivalry game. Um, Wake Forest, if they hang on, they're undefeated right now. Um, they're ranked. So if that's a game they end up falling, uh, maybe that's something that the committee doesn't hold as much against them. Or maybe it is because it was a, rank, a ranked opponent. Uh, I think the one, though, that, that if North Carolina really takes a nosedive, the fact that they only won by a point and almost lost that game, maybe that ends up getting held against them a little more. I don't know if that leaves them out. I think you're right. They'd need to lose a game and probably lose it pretty embarrassingly, like Ohio State did a couple years ago, um, and have an SEC scenario. But I don't know. We really need to see. They're only... You know, they have seven games left in their regular season schedule, so we'd really need to see how that all shakes out for them, I think. <laughs> I, don't know, I just think a one-loss Clemson, having not played anyone and not proven anyone, yeah, Wake Forest is undefeated now, but having not pl- they're undefeated and they're still 19th in the country, so that should tell you about their strength of schedule too. But having not played anybody and having not beat anybody and, and that being a one-loss Clemson team, is that really better than a one-loss uh, Georgia or Alabama, who, if you remember two years ago, or when it was Alabama-Georgia in the finals, was just as good as their SEC championship game, although they didn't play that because, right, Alabama lost to Auburn. You just said that, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, Would they do back-to-back games in the playoffs? You're right. Um, that's a good question. Yeah, it'd be it'd be really interesting because there's a lot of there's a lot of that tinfoil hatness <laughs> that you can throw onto there. Especially, I mean, and it's the shitty thing that we have to write off. And we I made this point last week, so I won't heart, you know I won't really stick on it. But it's shitty that we have to write off the Pac-12 so early in the season because if there is that debate, along with two SEC teams, along with the best case scenario of the Big Ten that two undefeated teams meet in the Big Ten championship game. And if, I mean, the Big 12's already fucked, no matter how that goes on, unless somehow Baylor holds on um, in their ranking, um, you know, and they meet, and they somehow, they, but they'd have to lose because everybody plays each other. It's a round robin in the Big 12. Um, so it's impossible but, for them to have a, to have a undefeated, undefeated versus an undefeated in the Big 12 championship game. The The best case scenario is about that it. Boise State stays undefeated and makes it there, you know? But the yeah, but if you think about it, is is an undefeated Clemson? Yep. Is ACC winners in undefeated Oklahoma, Big Ten or Big yeah, Big Twelve? Big Twelve winner. It's in. confusing because they Big have ten. And the Big Ten is Big 12. Ten, <laughs> Yeah, Big Ten, Big Ten, Ohio State undefeated champion. They're in. That's three teams in it, and then you get the SEC champions. That's four teams in. Granted, SEC, someone have to go undefeated, but that's four teams in that are better than any Pac-12 team. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm just saying it's shitty that 
we are immediately writing him off. It's more of on a moral standard. I'm not saying it's wrong that we're writing him off because that's the correct take. Oregon should not be in over any other undefeated team. They lost. Move on. But it just sucks that we wrote, that we were writing them off before October 1st. That was my whole point last I mean, week. Yeah. It would be interesting, like you said, if Boise State went undefeated and ended up beating Oregon and all that. Yeah. What would happen there? But anyway, Jordy, you got to let's get let's get to Maddie B's Maddie D's NCAA pick of the week. Oh yeah. All right, let's move over to picks. All right. So what do we want so we'll go you me Matt in terms of our of the order of our picks and we'll just go snake that way. You like that? Put Matt in the middle. Could put Matt in the middle. You want to go first though? Lead us off. Um so I'm going Arizona State at home. Oh, you're starting with your college pick. I like a it. One. I thought we were doing NCAA. I thought that was the whole point. <laughs> so it's all good. It's all good. We'll we'll start with the NCAA picks. We normally go the five NFL then NCAA, but I like it. I like the mix up. We got to uh, got to shake up the juju we were, somehow. <laughs> we were just talking about the NCAA. You got me all confused. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> ASU at home. Arizona I love it. State. ASU at home, they're a one-point favorite. One point in, in college football is crazy, and I love what uh, Herm Edwards is doing, plays to win the game. Arizona State is just going to get the top recruits for Hello. who knows how long because of the Hello. Because of the party school. What? Hello. You play to on? win oh. the game. I was so confused. <laughs> the best would be uh, when he was I still was... on ESPN and they'd show that clip around the anniversary and he'd get really defensive and be like, yeah, that's why you play the game. You play to win. You play to win. Like, yeah, Herm, we get it. We get it. He's like, I don't know why everybody yeah. thinks it's so funny. You play to win. I didn't know. I was confused because <laughs> Josh Donaldson just hit a home run at the same time you kept being like, Hello, hello, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you, he, think it was a dege- saying, oh. "You think it was a degenerate me, like gambling on this?" <laughs> yeah, like imagine, imagine taking the under in the baseball game. The the over Jesus. hit in the first anyway. inning. The over it was seven and a half. The, yeah. the Cardinals scored nine runs. <laughs> absurd, absurd. Anyway, there's our state at home. Uh, Oh, man. <laughs> that's how much that's how deep we are Arizona that. State one point favorite at home uh, number 18 ranked Arizona State I'm taking them uh, oh, I like it Washington State could put, Washington, up, could put up a fight for that I like the over under in that game too at, at 59 but that's basically a pick em. I like that a lot they've been good at home they've been good on the road obviously beat Michigan State they had the big win a couple weeks ago uh, I like that pick a lot Matty D's college pick hey, Jordy. he's going with Oklahoma, eleven point favorites in the Red River rivalry against Can or against uh, Texas, and he's got him to cover. He's got Oklahoma minus eleven after last week saying that Texas being a ten and a half point road favorite was disrespectful. Uh, I'd love to hear Matt's logic in this. I'm excited for this game. Obviously, last year it was unreal both both iterations, but obviously the the regular season one where both teams are are. Scoring points left and right. Over-under set at 76. This is going to be a game, I believe it's game day. We were talking about this offline, um, that you're immediately going to tune it into Fox. You're going to be going ape shit. Everybody's going to have a ton of fun. Um, 
I'm excited to watch it. I think Sam Ellinger's going to have a good game. Kyler, you mentioned that. Uh, not, not Kyler. Um, fucking Jalen Hurts. Uh, I've got so many different people on my mind, Greg. Jalen Hurts, going to look unreal. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, weirdly enough, I'm... I know I probably could be wrong, but I'm feeling the under on this. Uh, the this has under? the game, especially. Yeah. This it, has the game. Seventy six is high, and this has this has the feel of like. Yes, both teams have good defenses. I mean, both teams have a lot much improved defense from last year, and their offenses really sputtered last week. Both of them. Yeah, um, that's a fair point. Granted, Oklahoma was in the rain and on the road, but it just. I feel like it was one of those things where both teams' defenses are that much, that that more improved in, in a big game, you know, six versus eleven. I don't know when the last time Texas and Oklahoma have been this highly ranked playing each other, but it's got to be in college, especially in college, when stakes are that high, they just never seem to hit the over. Yeah, that's a good point. It is the Big 12, but that's a really good point. You saw it last week. Michigan got up early and, and never really seemed to want to yield that lead, and, and their defense stepped up huge against an Iowa team that should have probably put up a better fight against uh, against the Wolverines. But I'm going to go with my pick. Mine is, we mentioned the game, Florida-LSU. LSU, I like to win this game, but they're 13-point favorites. I know Joe, Bur- Joe Burrows looked really good, um, but... I don't know. Something tells me, and there's a revenge factor. Obviously, LSU nearly came back a year ago, but something's telling me that this is going to be a pretty close game once again. I like Florida plus thirteen, but I do like LSU to win. Yeah, a thirteen point spread seems huge for a Florida team that just absolutely beat up on Auburn. Yeah, granted it was at home, but you know, is everyone believe is everyone bleeding into the LSU hype of now they're running a spread offense and blah blah blah. Is that the case here, or is it, you know, they've looked great because they, they've beat up on some inferior teams? I also but just think both defenses teams. are going to hold them up. I think that's the big factor that no, that you're not thinking about is they're both very good defenses. This could be like a five-point game. There's a couple field goals. Remember, we've thought this a ton of times when LSU's had these big night home games. Obviously, the year where they played Alabama twice, it was I think both games were like 9-6. I, I just I like the under. I like it to be a close game. Yeah, the night the night Alabama or the night LSU home game is always overhyped like that, and always seems to be defensive struggle, um, which is sort of why I went with that with the Red River rivalry as well yeah. for the same simple reason. But it's funny you say that and mention that because I think LSU. Was that the year they played Alabama? Was that the year they didn't get over the 50? Oh, yeah, in the championship game, you're right. Yeah, and they got shut out. Yeah, anyway. Um, sorry, just popped in my head. Yeah, I, li- I love that pick, Jordy. Florida covers, but LSU wins. Um, I love that pick. Another game that I was thinking about picking, which I ultimately steered away from because I went to Arizona State because I'm trying to get my record up. Um, A&M is a 16-point dog at home. Now, famously, they have the 12th man and A&M, blah, blah, blah. 16 points as a road favorite for Alabama is a ton of, especially against an A&M team who's ranked and came in the season with some high expectations, senior quarterback. That's, that's, a, that's a huge spread, huge number. It's a lot. Uh, so I, 
I I'm I'm going similar in what you were saying with LSU wins, but Florida covers. I think Alabama wins, but AM I think covers. Sixteen points is, is a lot. So yeah. tell me why I'm wrong. The only reason why you're wrong is that AM granted they were on the road when they went up to Clemson, but they put up kind of a dud against the against the Tigers there. So I think that's probably where some of this is going is Bama looks really really good. Tua looks awesome. Defense is obviously pretty strong. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's a lot of probably a lot of money going into Bama, and not enough going into A and M. Even at home, probably a lot of people going on the over under sixty one. Feel like that's like a forty two twenty four game. So that's probably where some people are getting that line from. I don't know. I do like that. I'm not. I'm never really a huge fan of, of huge point spreads like that, especially for a road favorite. So I, I like your pick a lot there. Although it, it could easily be wrong. Nick Saban is a. Uh, he probably uses that as a chip on his shoulder. Why aren't we three three point or three touchdown favorites? You know, we these guys stick. Plus, yeah, no, and plus, if we're being consistent, we were just talking about how Clemson really hasn't beaten anyone good, and they put a beat down on A and M. So realistically, if Alabama's any good, they should put a beat down on A and M as well, yeah. if not by more. So, you know, if I'm being consistent in my brain, um, maybe I should. That's why I, I stay away from it. Ultimately, I'm no, no, no. Uh, sticking it's, with it's fair. This. Sticking with the Sun Devils. Um, what's next? So going to our NFL picks. So since we started with you in the in the college, we'll go back around on the snake with me. I'll go. I'll go uh, with my first NFL pick, and huh, I'm going to go with the Titans on the road in Denver. They're only they're two point dogs in this game. And I know the Titans put up a complete dud, and I'm probably just doubling down because I bet the Titans last week. But I think they're due. Their Jackal and Hyde team put up a complete dud. Denver does not look good. Joe Flacco, I don't think is going to do shit. He's looked terrible at home. I like the Titans here. It almost seems like you're listening to a certain podcast that says basically anytime the te- Titans are dogs, they win. Anytime they're favorites, they lose. Um, maybe I have a feeling that you're not alone. I have, I have a feeling you're not alone in, in, in thinking that, but I'm using uh, that you're as, right. Denver uh, has not a certain dirty bird logic. If uh, you're, we're thinking of the same podcast. <laughs> Denver has not looked good all year. And I guess they're at home, which is giving them some advantage as to why that they would be favorites. But uh, yeah, I'm surprised that they're a favorite here um, over Tennessee. So great pick Jordy. I like it. I'm glad. Glad you approve. First um, pick. What is what? What's so what's Matt going with? Matt's first NFL pick is New Orleans plus one and a half in Jacksonville. Uh, this is probably just the. There's probably a lot of money. I don't. I don't see the flow of it. Yahoo does not provide that, but uh, it's probably a lot of money flowing into Jacksonville, thinking Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is going to have a down game. Um, over under is forty four and a half actually, and I feel like that should be lower. Tennessee Denver's thirty nine. I feel like this game has has like a 40-burger, something really low on it. I feel like New Orleans' defense is pretty solid. Jacksonville's is okay. Um, I don't know. It feels like that maybe Teddy does have a down a down week, but I feel like New Orleans' defense really takes care of Leonard Fournette and Gardner Minshew. And I feel I actually like Matt's pick a lot. I feel like New Orleans is probably going to get this thing done on the road. Yeah, no, and if anything, New Orleans has uh... – nor- Teddy Bridgewater in New Orleans is only getting better as he gets more and more starts, more and more exactly. confidence. That's so a really good point too. Real- 
Yes. Uh, the only thing, you know, Jacksonville has really been taking teams uh, to the wire with a backup quarterback. So that's, that's gotta, that's gotta say something for, for their resolve and, and how much respect they're getting from who's ever making these odds. But yeah, Vegas always that, knows something. That, that over, yeah, exactly. That over underline definitely seems a little high to me as well, Jordy. Because New Orleans is a good defense too. Both these defenses are good. Yeah, they're pretty solid. Jacksonville's is always we were, we were thinking of two years ago Jacksonville, but it's still very solid. We like keep thinking they were really good two years ago. They were pretty good last year. Now they're just like good, but yes. Yeah, is this, is this is, a year? Is this a ga- is this a game where Kamara goes off because of? Uh, Ooh. That, like, McCaffrey went off so well. I hope well. not. I'm playing him in fantasy, but uh, maybe. Uh. Ooh. Yeah, it would not be good. Anyway, uh, my turn? Yes, it is. You for two. Boy. Uh, my first one is going to be a little controversial, Jordy. Okay. Oh. So, Miami Dolphins, Washington Redskins. The Redskins are three-point favorites. It was in Miami. Miami's coming off of a bye. Washington fired their coach and has a third-string quarterback who came into the system six days ago. I Granted, he was there cojones. last year, whatever. 0-4 versus 0-5. Miami has zero offense, zero quarterback, nothing going on there. And they're still... Uh, an underdog versus a team that fired their coach and has and refuses to start their their first round pick quarterback. It's 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 absurd. It, it is, is pretty absurd. Nuts. I I want to pick Miami for the sole reason of although just big AFC East hard, fan. Just really don't like the NFC East. Well, Too no, many bad memories. I'm I'm <laughs> I, honestly no. Honestly, I'm I'm confused because. I really want. I also want Miami to go over and have an over sixteen season because that'll that'll negate the whole oh we're sixteen zero. Well, you also have a team in the zero and sixteen. So, you know, can you really keep bragging about that? Even though they didn't go sixteen, whatever it is. Um, part of me wants to do that, but uh, on the other hand, uh, I'm taking Miami three point dogs at home uh, again with all of the turmoil that's going on in Washington. The only thing that scares me about that game, Jordy, is a lot of times when coaches get fired the team plays that much better the next game because everyone's playing for a job and blah, sure, blah, blah. Sure. So that's the only thing – that's the only counter-argument and the only thing that uh, in my heart that's putting me against that one, but that's my first pick is Miami. So did you see – Plus three at home. That it's more expensive to go to the Miami Zoo than it is to go see the Miami Dolphins-Washington Redskins game this weekend? Did not see that. Are they are they in, are they potentially in blackout status? They might be. I mean, I I would be surprised if if any of their home games have not been blacked out, considering how few people probably are going down. I think some of struggled with that until a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Eagles uh, Eagles put the the Vikings in a playoff game that almost got blacked out because the Vikings had such a problem with it. Yeah, crazy stuff. Crazy blackout rules in the NFL. Um, but I like that pick. What's your second one? Hey, Jordy. My second one is the Los Angeles Chargers at home versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Grant's a Sunday night game. Primetime games this year have not proven to uh, 
to whatever garner a lot of uh, points. But six and a half point favorites over the Steelers, who are now on their third quarterback of the season. Um, Chargers now have their two-headed monster running back, probably fully back at this point. Last week was sort of the gap to get them going again. Pittsburgh defense, while improved, also got ran over by the Patriots two weeks ago or three weeks ago. So realistically, ago. how how good how good can they be? Oh yeah, far, sorry, week one. But the point is, um, Chargers is only two and three. I think probably one of the best two and three teams in the league. But um, for me, I think uh, feel the thrill Sunday night. Probably getting mic'd up a little bit. Gosh down it. Gosh, God damn it. What did you say? What did he say? Gosh darn it. Oh, he says dog gamut or something like that. Oh, da- dag nabbit. I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah something like that. Uh, uh, it's, on, it's on YouTube somewhere. I'm, I'm taking the Chargers six and a half uh, to cover. Yeah, I'd, uh, I like that pick a lot. Matt also has it, so that will not be one of mine, just so that we can uh, get some diversity amongst the group he has that uh so we'll just have that as his next pick and i'll give his actual second pick with his third so we'll just jump over to me um i'm going with the cowboys minus seven at the jets the jets are bad and the cowboys are really good against bad teams so that's all we need to say just poor bet the house traveling east travel yeah they don't they don't have traveling a problem traveling east, east. They play, let's do it they they, they do it three times as they do it three times a season. They're they're going to be fine with that. They put up a dud. <laughs> they put up a dud against the against the Packers. I think it's a big Zeke week. I think he's going to run all over the Jets defense. It, sh- it was shown they cannot stop power backs. If Jordan Howard had a big week against the Jets, Ezekiel Elliott's going to have a huge week. Lock it in. Jets minus se- or uh, Cowboys minus seven. Get around, Jordy. Coming back. Who you got? All right. So uh, yeah, that's right. It's two to me. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Green Bay minus four Monday Night Football. Um, yeah, I just I they look really good against the Cowboys and Detroit. We keep waiting for it. They finally lost uh, two weeks ago, rather because they had a bye week last week. But I don't know. I mean, they're well rested, I guess. But I don't know. Green Bay looks really good. Aaron Jones obviously had a huge week. We're waiting for an Aaron Rodgers blow up week, and I think that's gonna happen this week. Uh, we thought Patrick Mahomes was going to do it in Detroit. He didn't totally. Uh, I do not like that Detroit defense, so I like the Packers to cover the four-point spread on Monday Night Football. Uh, I don't know, man. Primetime games scare me. Four-point spread, yeah, I'll give it to you. That's uh... Less than a touchdown, yeah. You got you got to like that. I mean, the field goal being out of it, that that does scare it because it, be, it could be close. You never know Monday Night. But I don't know. We haven't had a huge dud game out of the Lions yet, and I feel like we're due for one. Isn't this, isn't this the... Isn't Detroit... Don't they always play Green Bay tough? Isn't this always like Aaron Rodgers scrambling, throwing Hail Marys? Doesn't he have like three famous Hail Marys versus Detroit? Yeah, has, and, it was two in one yeah. season, wasn't it? Like three years ago? <clears throat> yeah, I feel like... I feel like... Listen, I'm going to respect your pick. Four points, four points. You're right, it's a touchdown. Um, but that's, to me... Uh, a scary trap, especially because the Packers are feeling so good after they just beat Dallas and sure, sure, and uh, going from there. 
Anyway, what's Maddie's uh, third pick? So his third pick is Eagles plus three at Minnesota. Uh, it's not really a shock to me that he's picking the Eagles, Greg, because Matt always picks the Eagles, uh, and I always try to stay away. That's our thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, just to jump on the game, I don't know if you have either side of this as one of your picks, but I'm sure he's feeling pretty high after the Eagles took care of the Jets last week, as I mentioned, with the Cowboys at the Jets. Uh, the Jets are not good at football. The Vikings' defense is a lot better than what the Jets are going to present to us. I think um, I think he's just taking the Eagles to win. I, I feel like he probably bet him on the money line. Um, but, yeah, I mean, how Carson's looked the last couple weeks, I think he'll probably show that again to the Vikings. Um, if I was Matt, he'd probably be making some sort of Super Bowl reference because um, that's where the Eagles won. But I don't know. Greg, what do you think about this game? Uh, I don't know, man. Two yeah, teams I feel like there's, that... I feel like there's a come down game for the Eagles. They had the big emotional Thursday night win, then they had the the game that they were expected to win, and they did. They fulfilled our our dreams, and I feel like there might be a come down game in our coming our way. It's tough because the Eagles are better than a three and two record, in my opinion. Uh, I feel like Minnesota should not be where they are, and in. in if you're just picking it out right without a spread, you're definitely taking Philadelphia, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And maybe that's me giving Philadelphia too much credit. But so you would you would uh, agree with Eagles plus three then? Uh, oh, at home, Minnesota at home. I mean, I'm staying away from it because it's hard to pick Minnesota against Minnesota at home. And I feel like it's one of those places like the Saints in the Dome that uh, that's fair. That's you, a fair. You can't really. It's, it's a fair hard point. to pick against. Yeah, you know, it's hard to pick again. But I mean, if this was just a random neutral side game, yeah, I'm taking the Eagles. But and and like I said, maybe I give the Eagles too much respect. But I think there's just too many weapons, too much going on for that offense. That in theory they should be better than three and two. But um, yeah, I mean, Minnesota doesn't. I don't like them. I don't like their offense. I don't like. Yeah, Cook is Cook, but. Other than that, I don't, I don't like. Minnesota That's actually a really good a point too. Eagles have had a lot of problems with their secondary, and the Vikings have very good receivers, so something to be aware of as well. Thank you, Jordy. Ah, yeah. I'm just making great points all over the place. Just all over, uh, even though you made that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, man. Um, but two to you. We go back. I'm taking. Yeah, I'm taking Carolina. Minus two at Tampa Bay. Uh, I think they win by more than two points. Uh, I think Tampa, a hot and cold, another Jekyll and Hyde team. Uh, we were talking about earlier with uh, you know the Eagles doing that and and the Cowboys and whatever whomever else doing that. Uh, Tennessee, maybe we were talking about, but Carolina to me. Um, or sorry, Carolina does it just because Tampa, they have that, uh, like I said, the are they going to be good? Are they not going to be good? Is Mike Evans going to put 100 points or, is he gonna, or score three touchdowns or get zero catches, zero targets? Um, you never know what you're going to get from Tampa. So to me, I think this is a primetime Carolina game. I think this is another uh, McCaffrey, Heavy, Greg Olson. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think it's London for, is I mean, why it's a two-point spread? Because it's too weird to pick? I mean, maybe, but 
You're talking about Tampa Bay, who almost lost to the to the Giants uh, with a rookie quarterback in his first ever NFL start, and then you're talking about Tampa Bay, who also what took it to the Rams. Yes. So Shock the it's world. such a tough. Yeah, it's such a tough. Like I feel like they're getting respect because they beat the Rams, but you got to remember they barely beat the Giants, and those are their two wins in the year. So two opposite, you know, up and down things. But uh, I don't know. Like to me, it. I'm taking Carolina two points. Yeah, I'm taking Carolina two. But especially you know, you look at the last London game, how uh, crazy it was. Hopefully, it'll be two in a row. No, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, what uh, is your next pick? Thank you, Jordy. The city four and a half. All right. At home. The city four and a half at home coming back after they get embarrassed last week, suffer their first loss, blah, blah, blah. I think Houston is not good enough defensively to hang, uh, not good enough defensively to hang with Kansas City and, and also offensively can't put up 50 runs and, and can't run the ball. You know, the reason how, how you beat the Chiefs is keep their offense off the off the field, and and that's what the Patriots did to them last year, and that's, uh, you know, what happened to the Chiefs last week. So I think, honestly, to me, that spread favors the Chiefs, and, and this is a bounce-back game, and the fact that the Colts are a running team and they were able to control the ball and control the clock and all that stuff helped them big time. And I think uh, Kansas City bounces back and beats up on, on Houston. I like that pick so much, Greg, that it was already my next one. But you said everything perfectly that uh, when we come back around to me, I probably don't need to say much else. That's how much I like that pick. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to pick another one to make you feel better? No, well, we'll come back to your fifth pick. Uh, Matty D, his fourth NFL game, San Francisco plus three. Uh, they are at L.A. Uh, San Francisco obviously having the big Monday night win where they really took care of business against the Browns. Uh, L.A. in kind of a weird spot right now, three and two. Um, I don't know. It's a game that I feel like the over-under set at 15.5, I feel like that's way too many points for this game. I feel like this is going to be a grind-down, run-heavy game. Probably a like 2017 final. Maybe a couple rushing touchdowns. A couple fourth-down stands. Um, I Yeah, it's too strange for me to try to pick on this one. Because L.A. looks like they should beat San Francisco... And the 49ers, they've been great, and there's no reason to really hate hate on them too much. Uh, it's a great, that's a great point. I almost picked that one too, but it was also maybe I'm giving the Rams too much respect. But yeah, exactly, I, uh, exactly. I don't know. I borderline want to stay away from that one, but yeah, that's a that's a ooh, yeah. I I, I, I kind of. Yeah, but I also kind of love that pick from Matt because, like you said, he's essentially picking them outright. Right? He's essentially picking them to to win. Yep. Uh, it's almost yeah. Anyway, Jordy, what's your fourth? Uh, so my fourth pick was Kansas City minus four and a half. You made a really good point. Huge bounce back week. You cannot devalue that. 
Um, Houston struggled, and I think their defense is going to have a really hard time against the Chiefs. I think Mahomes is going to have a field day picking them apart. He's good at scrambling, so even with their front seven, probably putting a lot of pressure. That's probably a big part of their game plan. I feel like he's going to have a big week there. Their wide receivers, they might get Tyreek Hill back this week. That might help out with them. Um, yeah, I think this is just a big week that they probably explode and probably win by like 10, 10, 12, maybe two touchdowns. Um, so I really like your pick. I, I'm So I'm taking it as well. Uh, my fifth pick. I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks on the road at Cleveland. I know they're coming east. The Browns really have looked like they've been struggling. They're also coming back east, if you remember. They were at San Francisco. Uh, and I think the, the Seahawks look legit. They're able to pick you apart any which way they want to, whether it's Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson things. Will Disley is an awesome tight end. Um, their running game's sweet. Chris Carson looks awesome. Rashad Penny, I feel like, is he coming back this week too? Uh, they've been talking about it, but it Unlikely? I don't know. I'm going to look this yeah. up. Yeah. Um, oh, I probably won't find it. But yeah, I mean, I, I like this, the Seahawks a lot here. They're probably giving Cleveland some respect and making them a one-point home dog. Just because they are coming home. It's a West Coast team coming east. But I like the Seahawks a lot in this game. Good pick, Jordy. I, I, I'm... That was going to be my potential uh, next one, too, uh, just because Cleveland really has not – I mean, it's hard because everyone was saying, you know, three losses, blah, 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 on the year, four losses, maybe max. But realistically, a second-year quarterback, can you expect 500 or, or maybe a game or two over 500? Is that more realistic and is that more where we should – anticipate the Browns being at the end of the year um probably but I love that pick by you Jordy yeah thank you appreciate it Greg you may or may not like Matt's last pick Thursday night football uh he's taking the Patriots minus 17 against the Giants Greg I'm gonna let you analyze this pick before I get my thoughts minus 17 of the Giants or home versus the Giants. At home against Honestly, the Giants. Jordy, it's going to be a rain. It's going to be a rainy day. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be cold. It's supposed to be. I'm sure you guys have similar weather. Uh, mid to low 50s or high 40s in rain uh, all day. It's already started actually, um, and it's supposed to continue all through tomorrow until until Thursday night. Oh, seven. Yeah, 17 points. It, on a short week, this this has the the makings of a Patriots run the ball, especially because they sat Burkhead last game, hoping that uh, you know maybe he'll he'll be ready to go and come back for this game, and just because you know Washington and the Giants are a joke basically, but I think beating the Giants for Belichick means a little bit more. Um, <laughs> honestly, Jordy, stay. I said it when they played the. I said it when they played the Dolphins. And I was wrong then, but such a high spread in the NFL is such a scary thing to bet, um, especially in the NFL. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I 1,000% agree. It. Thursday night football, 17 points. Yeah. Seems like It seems like the Patriots, and I said this about the Dolphins game too, the Patriots are either going to win by 30 or they're going to win by like, they're going to win by 16 just to fuck with everybody who bet the 17-point spread. Yeah. 
But it's also like, you know, rookie quarterbacks, what they eat them alive. So yep. that's a whole, I don't know, that's a whole other thing, a whole other element to add to it's it. It's wild. It's going to be insane. Um, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the Patriots beat up on the Giants. It's probably part of it, too. Matt really does not like the New York Giants, and he's a huge man crush on Tom Brady. So that might be the, uh, the icing on the cake for him. That might be worth three touchdowns in Matt's book. I mean, who doesn't have a man crush on Tom Brady? Let's be honest. Yeah. They made a whole subplot of Ted uh, Two about it. <laughs> Deep cut oh. there, Jordy. <laughs> What's your final pick? Oh, I had Seattle as well as you, so you took all my talking points. All right, throwing Seattle, lock it in. I like it. it. The game that I wanted to stay so far away from, but also borderline wanted to bet, uh, Baltimore. Baltimore no, Cincy? No, Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Atlanta, Arizona. I was just saying. Stay the fuck away from that game. Atlanta, That's over under 51. Atlanta, Arizona. Two point. The Falcons are two point favorites on the road. That's I just want to stay away from it. That was sorry they were next year. That's why I at first said Baltimore, but that's the Atlanta Arizona. That's why I want, I want to stay away from that one. That's a it's, yikes it's, game. That's they have no it, idea what the hell can. is going to happen. The over under is fifty one and a half. They think both teams are terrible. Their defenses might suck, or Atlanta's going to go off. Nobody knows what's going to happen in this game. Kyler Murray could have some unreal game that makes us think is Matt Ryan done. Stan Quinn need to get fired. That's a great call. This is the stay away game of the century, I feel like. Uh, yeah, more so than Miami Washington. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I totally agree with that because your Miami Washington points are all valid. I feel like this is a like this game, you might have some no, huge There's no justification. Upside, or it's a complete dud. You're either gonna get like There's no there's no justification. Yeah, you're gonna get. You're either gonna get like a Matt Ryan three or four touchdown game. The Falcons win big. It's not gonna hit the over, or it's like a nobody played well, and somehow this game ends up being I, that over seems ridiculous to me. That seems like the lock of a century to take the under. Yeah, and and to me, it's it's. There's no, like, you know, we were talking about Miami-Washington. You could make a case for either team. What case can you make? You know, oh, Atlanta has all these receivers. Guess what? They don't They don't, They don't. don't give Matt Ryan enough time to do anything. Their Guess what? They have terrible. no running game. Two terrible offensive yeah, they, lines. It's going to be a they bad have, They game. have no running game. Yeah. Atlanta has no running game, so guess what? All they do is key on the, on the pass and yep. next. Uh, Arizona. Oh, they're supposed to be this high-flying new school offense. They haven't looked good all year with this quote-unquote new offense. It's supposed to be a running team. Johnson has has been all right, but they also haven't featured him enough. Like the, like you said, both offensive lines are brutal. This is just a stay-away-as-far-as-I-can game. Yeah, and you mentioned Cincinnati-Baltimore. Baltimore's minus 11.5. I feel like this is the good survivor pick. Um I don't know. I'm sure they cover this. It's a home game. Their defense has been pretty solid, and Cincinnati's offense is hopelessly hopeless. Um, but I don't know. I, the, the, you mentioned it before. Big spreads in the NFL are scary. This one, 
Something says division game throughout the record books, blah blah blah, all that crap. So uh, that's another shitty weather. To stay away. Yeah, shitty weather. Yeah. Oh yeah, bad weather. I don't know. Uh, seems seems like a this seems like a stay away is right yeah. for sure. Uh, Jordy, anything else? Not that I can think of. We covered almost every game in our picks, which you know, though normally this this post pick'em time is when Matt and I like to either decompress and the excitement or depression of the Eagles. What are, what are your thoughts been on the Patriots season so far? You talked about it a little bit with uh, the Thursday night game, but are you uh, thumbs up so far? So tough because they have played zero good teams and will continue to play zero good teams until after their bye week when they get into like Kansas City and Baltimore and you know you thought Dallas would have been a good challenge for them, but after they got spanked by the Packers, who knows? Um, so it's it's such a tough thing to judge, but how well they've done so far. Coming to the um, link. I would have liked to see them see. I would have liked to see the Patriots establish the run more like they did at the end of last season. Granted, they they have about one or maybe two offensive line starters who are who are healthy. Um, so realistically they probably won't be able to run the ball like they did the last couple of years, just because like I said, they're so injured and beat up at the offensive line. Um, you know, you, you would hope that eventually, I mean, the only good, the, the best part outside of being undefeated is the fact that Brady as, uh, or has, or is about to surpass Satan Manning for the most pass yards Manning. all time. Uh, <laughs> The most pass yards all time for a quarterback, and he's he'll only be a couple hundred behind Drew Brees. So in theory, he could catch Drew Brees with Drew Brees not playing um, for at least another week, uh, if not two. So there's a chance Brady and Brees battle it out game by game to see who's the all time uh, passing yards leader for like the rest that. of the year until Brady retires before Brees does, but. Or vice versa. So, um, it's like the Crosby yeah, I mean, back and back, back and forth for uh, most active points in the NHL. Stuff you love to see. Exactly. Um, no, no, this is like I'll this ignore is the, the I'll ignore a little dig of uh, they're traveling down to the link because that's going to be a fun game and half the price of seeing the Cowboys in New England the next week. <sighs> That's because the Cowboys always travel well. Yeah, because they're a bunch of idiots who, oh, we damn boys, but we haven't won a game since 1994. Shut up. Shut up, Dallas. Honestly, Jordy, Jordy, honestly, what I want to talk about is I came to a scary revelation the other day and uh, regarding the Patriots, and I really don't know how to – I don't want to say it. I don't want to put it in the universe. I don't want it out there on record. I don't want my voice to be – associated with this i don't want this to be a thing but you realize gronk isn't coming back because he's going to fox oh because because uh what's his name did that and came back and quarterbacked the miami dolphins after he went to fox so yeah he never actually um, he it, that was like for like two seconds he never actually went right, to did fox. he sorry did he sign a contract then come back okay anyway um <laughs> The hatred that I feel, 
hatred that I feel for the New York Yankees and how every single person roots against them and how all these Yankee fans come out of nowhere the second the Yankees make the playoffs, which is honestly the main reason why I dislike the Yankees is because stupid Yankee fans who are nowhere to be found all season couldn't name seven players on the team, couldn't name couldn't name a starting lineup, but yet everyone and their mother is a Yankee fan. Oh, I've been a Yankee fan my whole life. Oh, my dad's a Yankee fan. Oh, this and that. You could, they couldn't name me seven players. The supporters probably, of the podcast that are Yankee fans are not these people. I'd like to add that disclaimer. Oh, you know, Jordy, you say that, but everyone and their mother is a quote-unquote Yankee fan. Everyone and their mother, oh, I watched Yankees my whole life growing up. I know everything about them. Oh, I know uh, Derek I know Jeter, some that are I know like everything. that, but my, I, there, there are some in, in, that have that have been on the podcast who I'm sure are listening who are who are the – they're the true blue. But there are some. There are a ton, Greg. I'll defend oh, that. Your, your true take. blue, what are they wearing fucking – a true blue. What are they wearing? Judges robes, even though Judge did nothing for them this season, and it was everyone else who, who stepped about? up. He's had a good playoffs. It was no, everyone else. There, no, Greg. To defend uh, your he was point, hurt all year. Some kids that I went. Yeah, not all year. There are some kids I let went me, to let college me, with me, who who are that. Let me that, let, like because I know this from the 2009 World Series that stepped up that were like, oh yeah, fuck the Phillies. And then when they traded for Curtis Granderson, they're like, he played for the Tigers. The Tigers think like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like. Pay attention to baseball. Don't just pay attention to the fucking Yankees. But there are... <laughs> I just love how, I love how biased you are. You fucking hate them. Oh, listen. Listen, listen. I haven't even gotten to my point yet, and you're already cutting me off. I wasn't cutting you off. I was trying, I to, defend, gotten... I'm trying to defend I... some of our, of our wonderful listeners that are out there. Honestly, Jordy, go on Twitter. Go two months ago, three months ago, Show me how many tweets were about the Yankees. Go now. I didn't realize you you go on Yankee Eric, Twitter not, so much. Now, but like, obviously because the playoffs, everyone's tweeting about it. But it's like the stupid fucking people who just, oh, I'm a Yankee fan. Name me seven fucking guys on the roster. Oh, I'm a huge Yankee. It's bullshit. It's the reason why they never sell out their stadium anymore. Maybe the old Yankee Stadium, you could say there's some real fans. They haven't sold out the new fucking Yankee Stadium once. It's a fucking joke. It's a goddamn joke. Anyway, do you, do you have how everyone hates information how, on that? I feel like but listen, I'm I'm get I'm I'm getting to the NFL. I'm getting to the Patriots, right? All you, everyone hates myself included. We all hate the Yankees. Hate on the fans. Hate on the Yankees. Hate on the fans. Guess what? What do they say? Oh, we have the most rings ever. We have the best team. We're the best franchise in in. You could argue all of sports. We're the best franchise in in baseball. Blah blah blah. Most championships. It dawned on me the other day. I am a part of a fan base, and I am a part of a team and an organization in terms of liking the Patriots and being on board with everything the Patriots are. As what these "quote unquote" true blue, as you call them, Yankee fans have gone through, in that people are oh, oh, the Eagles won. And last week, you or whenever we did our baseball podcast, talking about the Eagles and thinking it, it. And my only response is, okay, yeah, call me when you have six, like. I'm now the asshole Yankee fan. I'm now the douchebag <laughs> Yankee fan. I'm now the dickhead scumbag gum on the bottom of my shoe Yankee fan. Who, Montreal Canadiens fan? As a Patriots fan. As a even worse. Oh my God. He just named the two teams who I fucking hate. <laughs> That's anyway, why I named them. I know you. I, I the Patriots the Patriots are now 
I would say becoming that because we're in the middle of it. Like we're in the middle of their greatness versus those teams have come and gone. The Yankees and, and, and Canadians runs are over, but interesting usage of the word middle. Yeah. We're in the middle of it. And, and (laughs) six championships later, Brady, Brady has no signs of stopping. There's rumors that this is his last year because he's selling his house in, in, in the town that I live in, ironically enough, but he's selling his house. So there's rumors that, uh, this Confirmed, is Greg's year, buying Tom Brady's house. Wish things so nice. Uh, it's also a fun fact. Over, it's on the Country Club, the first and oldest Country Club in the United States. So greatest game ever played. Country Club. Francis, we met. Um, nice, well played. Um, yeah. I. It's scary to think that I am now part of like everything that I hate about the scumbag Yankees and the douchebag Yankees and the gum on the bottom of your shoe Yankees. I am borderline a part of with the Red Sox in that everyone, they hate us because they ain't us and they hate us because they don't have as many rings as us and all this stuff. And that's borderline. You could argue how that franchise in New York has existed. You know, oh, we didn't win this year. Oh, the Red Sox have won more than us. The Red Sox have won way more than us since 2000. Oh, well, we still have however many and they still have however many. So I hate to say it, Jordy, but. I'm fucking all in on the Patriots, and I'm all in on on embracing this heel that we are. Embrace and I'm the villainy. Still all in on, and I'm still all in on hating the fucking skankies and hating the fucking choke artists that are the Yankees and hating hey. the Canadians. But they're not irrelevant to me. Let right? me say they're, this. They're, they are irrelevant to me right now. Hey, let me say this. Come talk to me. I'm gonna be the douchebag, the reverse, the reverse douchebag. Talk to me when your city doesn't win for a quarter century. Then we'll uh. Then we'll compare some notes. <laughs> I mean, in, in, until the Patriots won, Boston hadn't won since the 80s. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just fucking with you. I, want, I wanted to feel a part of it, Greg. I wanted to feel it. I mean, I mean, listen, everyone hates Philadelphia because of the people, so you have your own thing. Yeah. Oh, man. You don't have to tell me twice. All, all Philadelphia fans are – I mean, we saw the little kid pouring popcorn all over – that was you definitely know, staged. Like, oh, that video is a thousand percent staged. Oh, the Jets love, fan, the I Jets fan, smiling. I love getting you riled up. Ah, oh, I love getting you riled up about how how terrible Philadelphia fans are throwing oh. batteries at people, throwing snowballs at Santa. Ah, oh, I love it. We don't, oh. need to, we don't need to rehash how inaccurate the snowballs at Santa story is. <laughs> the batteries happened. That, that was JD Drew being an asshole. Oh, that happened. Oh, There's no defense oh. of that. What a, we I also love, host I the love, Army-Navy yeah, honestly, game, so Jordy, we, 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 uh, we do our part for America. Oh, you, Baltimore hosts it as well, so what does that tell you? Uh, well, we're te- we host it uh, every other year. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> ironically enough, Gillette. Ben Simmons hit a three-pointer. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Gillette. Gillette and the craft group uh, just put a bid on to host the Army Navy game. Oh, really? At, at Fox well, it probably won't, That'd be cool. It, it, well, yeah. I mean, it probably won't happen because they want to stay near Annapolis and and near. Uh, well, the whole like uh, the wherever. whole thing. What I was like, what I was tripping over because it's not actually true. It was like that Philadelphia was like the closest city, closest big city that was halfway between Annapolis and, and West Point. 
or something. It was something weird like that when they hosted it at the vet every year, because it wasn't until the vet shut down that they started going to to Baltimore every other year. Um, there was something like that. Somebody can go fact check that. But there's a reason why like they don't play it at MetLife. There's a reason why like they haven't gone to like Buffalo or anything like that. Um, and like they only go. Who wants to go to New Jersey? No one. There's no other big one. They could go to Rutgers, I guess, but that's not a big enough stadium to like host everybody. No, who knows? Uh, but anyway, Jordy, 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 Jordy. That's gonna do it. I gotta go watch the Flyers home opener. It's gonna be sweet playing the Devils. Wayne Train's back in town. You know who we're really rooting for, Jordy? Carter Hart. I don't know. Well, no, he's Kevin the pride Hayes? of Canada, the pride of America, the pride of America. Kevin Hayes. Number number one draft pick. Yeah, Jack Hughes. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, gotta contain him. Yeah. Okay. Listen. 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 I hope. I hope for your sake, so you don't. So we see you tomorrow. I hope the Flyers win, but I hope Jack Hughes has about four goals and the Flyers can win five four. All right, I'll take that. Deal. <laughs> Handshake agreement. Go USA. All America. right, buddy. Hey. Hey. Great. Great pod. Uh, I just wanted to get it off my chest that I came to revelation that I'm <laughs> part of now the the heel of America as a Patriot fan. But uh, as as to what the Skankies and, and the choke artists, the Yankees are, but uh, they hate us because anus. Please. That's going to do it. Everybody go like, share, subscribe to the pod, search the bullpen card, jam that subscribe button, leave us a nice five-star review on iTunes. We'll give you a shout out. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderblog Sports, and Instagram and Facebook, just like the website. Make sure to follow Maddie D's Adventures in South Carolina. Greg, thank you for covering for him. Much appreciated, my man. Please. I love you. I love you too, buddy. Have a great weekend, everybody. Fly, Eagles, fly. Please. <laughs>